0: Audible presents a must-hear article from the pages of Harvard Business Review. When you're finished listening, be sure to go to audible.com and enter Harvard Business Review in the search box. You'll find our extensive HBR archive and learn how to subscribe to our monthly audio edition. Now, in Failing by Design, Rita Gunther McGrath, a professor at Columbia Business School, writes about how to set up intelligent trials and learn from inevitable errors. It's hardly news that business leaders work in increasingly uncertain environments, nor will it surprise anyone that under uncertain conditions, failures are more common than successes. And yet, strangely, we don't design organizations to manage, mitigate, and learn from failures. When I ask executives how effective their organizations are at learning from failure, on a scale of 1 to 10, I often get a sheepish 2 or maybe 3 in response. As this suggests, most organizations are profoundly biased against failure and make no systematic effort to study it. Executives hide mistakes or pretend they were always part of the master plan. Failures become undiscussable, and people grow so afraid of hurting their career prospects that they eventually stop taking risks. I'm not going to argue that failure per se is a good thing. Far from it. It can waste money, destroy morale, infuriate customers, damage reputations, harm careers, and sometimes lead to tragedy. But failure is inevitable in uncertain environments, and if managed well, it can be a very useful thing. Indeed, organizations can't possibly undertake the risks necessary for innovation and growth if they're not comfortable with the idea of failing. An alternative to ignoring failure is to foster intelligent failure, a phrase coined by Duke University's Sim Sitkin in a terrific 1992 Research in Organizational Behavior article titled, Learning Through Failure, The Strategy of Small Losses. If your organization can adopt the concept of intelligent failure, it will become more agile, better at risk-taking, and more adept at organizational learning. How Failure Can Be Useful Some of the failures I'm about to describe were the results of intentional experiments. Others were completely unplanned and unexpected, but all of them provide valuable takeaways. A certain amount of failure can help you keep your options open. As the range of possible outcomes for a course of action expands, the chances of that action succeeding diminish. You'll improve your odds if you make more tries. This is the logic driving businesses that operate in highly uncertain environments, such as venture capital firms, whose success rates range from about 10% to about 20%, pharmaceutical companies, which typically create hundreds of new molecular entities before coming up with one marketable drug, and the movie business, where according to one study, 1.3% of all films earn 80% of the box office. Learn what doesn't work. Many successful ventures are built on failed projects— Apple's Macintosh computers emerged, in part, from the ashes of a now-forgotten product called Lisa, which introduced a number of the graphical user interfaces and mouse operations in today's computers. In truly uncertain situations, conventional market research is of little use. If you had asked people in 1990 what they would be willing to pay for an Internet search, no one would have known what you were talking about. A massive amount of experimentation was needed before workable search engines emerged. Early entrants sought to be paid for doing the searches themselves. Later, companies explored business models based on advertising. Later still, Google developed a system to maximize the profitability of the ad-based model. Without all that trial and error, it's highly unlikely that Google could have built the algorithm-based juggernaut so familiar today. Create the conditions to attract resources and attention Organizations tend to move on to new projects rather than fix systemic problems with existing ones. Let something big go wrong, though, and it's all hands on deck. I was personally introduced to how failure can be used strategically years ago when I worked for the city of New York. I ran an IT group charged with installing an automated procurement system. I was blissfully unaware of how challenging it would be to gain political support and financial resources for the project. Luckily, my boss was a political genius— One afternoon while I was running some analytics, I learned that the data in the old system had become corrupted. I leaped into action, determined to save the day. But after I ran my plan past my boss, he quietly said, Don't do any of that. Sometimes things have to fall apart before anybody musters the will to fix them. He was absolutely right. The failure of the old system created a compelling argument for the new one and was a turning point in gaining support. Make room for new leaders. Sad but true, even today many leadership positions are held by people very much like those who selected them. Entire industries have suffered the consequences of lifers who don't challenge unspoken assumptions and taken-for-granted rules. Only when those assumptions and rules are proven ineffective, often unfortunately in the course of a great trauma, do boards recruit fresh leaders. The change can be surprisingly beneficial. The U.S. auto industry provides a case in point. Who would have thought that Alan Mulally, a former senior executive at Boeing, would be an inspirational turnaround CEO for Ford? DEVELOP INTUITION AND SKILL Researchers say that what people think of as intuition is, at its heart, highly developed pattern recognition. Those who have never faced a negative outcome have a critical gap in the body of experience that intuition is based on. Many venture capitalists won't invest in a new enterprise if the founder has never undergone failure. Microsoft's successful entrant in the game business, the Xbox 360, was developed by a team that had worked on 3DO's failed games.